0: Congregation of the Lord Jesus Christ, is it not true that on one Sunday we are much better able to listen to the word of God, to the sermon, than on, a, on, a, on another Sunday? And you wonder how come. And it is of course possible that the preacher is to blame for this, not, no doubt, not all sermons are equally easy to listen to. But there can also be other reasons for this. And I believe one of the main reasons is lack of preparation. Are we ready? Are we prepared to listen to hear the word of God when we come to church this morning, on every Sunday morning? I mean, what did you do before you came to church? Or what did you do on Saturday night? You see, if you have been socializing or partying on Saturday night until the wee hours of the Sunday morning, then it's no wonder that you're still very sleepy on Sunday morning and that you can't really concentrate very much upon the sermon. You don't hear it very well. Or if you have been watching very violent or in any other way a very exciting movie, until late last night, then you will most likely catch yourself seeing flashes of that movie again during the time that you sit here and listen to the sermon. And it would not and it would then be no wonder that the seed of the word falls, as far as you are concerned, on the hard-packed soil by the wayside. What a waste. Site, on the waste. on well, Sunday morning you get up too late and so you have to rush quickly dress yourself hardly have any time for breakfast let alone for a devotion have to drive like Jehu to church in order to make it on time then your mind feels like rubber by the time you're here and you're obviously not ready to hear something so very important as the word of God to you if you're just before the Servants have been discussing the latest hockey or football games before you sat down in the pew. If you have been listening to all kinds of music on the way to church, then it's no wonder that your mind keeps going about those things while you sit here. And the thought is that you planted into your mind, choke the, word, the seed of the Word of God. And, and again, what a waste. So in order to be good hearers of the word of God on Sunday morning, you need to be prepared. You really need to count with it already on Saturday evening. And for sure on Sunday morning, you you might need to be rested, awake, alert. You need to pray that the Lord will prepare your hearts so that you may be able and, hear, and eager to hear him and to understand and to obey him. And it would be a good custom for fathers of f- families with small children that they would pray for this with their families during the so- Sunday morning devotion and, and talk about being ready, so that the children too are uh, Already from early on, learned the importance of being prepared to hear the Word of God. It's so important that we are prepared because coming to church and hearing the Word of God is not only a great blessing, it is, but it's also an awesome gift and connected to it a very great responsibility. And it is about that responsibility then that we must listen very closely this morning when the Lord Jesus, and that's our team, then the Lord Jesus teaches us about the responsibility we have for the gift of hearing his word. And then first, we look at why he gave us these gifts. And then second, what is necessary for us to continue to receive it. And lastly, we look at the result of both being a light and not being a light. First, then we look at the question of why the Lord gave us this gift of hearing his word. In verse 16, the Lord says, No one, after lighting a lamp, covers it with a jar or puts it under a bed, but he puts it upon a stand so that those who enter may see the light. Hiding a lamp in a jar or under your bed? Of course not. Just imagine children. It begins to get dark outside and inside the house you can hardly see anymore where you're going. So it is time to turn on the lamp. Especially when you expect visitors to come because you want them to be able to see where they're going. So flip on the light switch. Now imagine that you then get yourself a bucket of some sort and cover the lamp with it. Now that would help a lot, isn't it? Of course no one, no one would do such a foolish thing. When you turn on the lamp, you make sure that it lights up the room so that everyone is able to see. It would be a foolish thing to cover up a lamp Now and if imagine if if that would be foolish already for you and me to cover up a lamp that's lit, what about then the Lord? Would the Lord do such a foolish thing? Of course not. Now it is in our text as if the Lord says it is the same with the gift of hearing my word. The Lord compares. The gift of hearing his word with the lighting of a lamp. And that is why he says in Matthew 15, I mean Matthew 5, verse 15, to those who have been listening to him, who have received his word, he said, you are the light of the world. He just lit them. He just spoke to them. And so, by giving us the gift of hearing His word, He made us light. He lit us. Now, the Lord does not do this only to cover us up immediately, to hide us. No, He makes us light so that we would shine in the midst of a dark world. That's why you're here again this morning to hear His word. So that you would be a, the light of the world. See in Matthew, 15, in Matthew 5 verse 15. The Lord said not. I am the light of the world. He would say that later in the gospel of John. In a total different context. But in our context he says. You are the light of the world. You are. Because you have been given that gift of hearing his word. Now, does that mean that each one of us would have to become sort of a, a street preacher or, 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 or going nicely door to door uh, every day and, and, and preach the gospel to the people? No, that doesn't mean that. But it does mean That you need to shine the light of the gospel wherever you are in your families, in your schools, among your friends, at your job sites, in meetings, in the way you do business. And yes, of course, when the Lord gives us opportunity to speak about Him, speak about the gospel, then we have to speak have to, yes but don't don't you want to wouldn't you think it would be great if tomorrow somebody would come to you and ask you to explain the gospel to them what about brothers and sisters unbelievers you know you know that, the, that they are on the way to hell. And they don't know it because they walk in darkness. Now I cannot believe that that's okay with you. Well, you are the light and you know the way for them to be saved. Are people able to see the love of Christ and you love for him in the way you do things in the way you say things are you a light you see f- for you it may it may be something you know if you take a sort of granted but for unbelievers it really is a mystery how anyone can suffer adversity and still smile it's totally a, a mystery for them how anyone can still hope Well, everything seemed to be so hopeless. They can't understand why forgiving is so important to you. But you are the light. And they need to know that you have peace in the midst of trouble. Where you find your comfort when things are going wrong. Where you're not only happy but also thankful when things go well. To them that's also mysterious. But the Lord makes you light. Also, this morning again, He lights you so that you may go out again and be a light of the world. So we can tell them and show them. And so, fathers and mothers, grandparents, don't you want to be a light to your children and grandchildren? Of course, you are. They are still so young, also in their faith. And they learn way more from your example than from this sermon. They learn way more about the faith when they see yours at work. They learn way more from seeing yours at work than when you talk about theirs. The Lord has given us the gift of his word so that he may spread his light through us. And that's why the Lord continues in verse 17 of our text For nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest, made visible, nor is anything secret that will not be known and come to light. You see the mystery, the secrets of the kingdom of God are not supposed to remain hidden. And that is why already in the next chapter, in chapter 9, verse 2, we see the Lord sending out his disciples to preach the kingdom of God. And before the Lord ascends to heaven, he says to us, his church, therefore go into all the world and preach the gospel, the good news to every creature. Brothers and sisters, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father Who is in heaven. Just be a light. Let your light so shine. That all the secrets. All the hidden treasures. Of the kingdom of God. Are visible on you. To those who walk. In the darkness of unbelief. That's why the Lord. Has given you. The gift of hearing his word. That's the reason. That's why he says to you that you are the light of the world. And, and shining us in light, that is not an option. It's not something that you happen to do when you feel like it. No, it's the very purpose of the gift of hearing the word of God that is also the duty of those who receive it. And that will look closer at now in a second point. What we need to do... In order to continue to receive this gift. In verse 18 of our text, we read that the Lord Jesus said, Take care then how you hear, for to the one who has more will be given, and from the one who has not, even what he thinks he has will be taken away. And the Lord is speaking here about you being a light. It is as if the Lord says to his disciples and to us here this morning, if you give much light, then even more light will be given to you. But if you don't spread light, the light of my words, which I gave you, then even the light that you think you have will be taken away from you. And and the first thing that we can see is that we can lose the gift of hearing the word of God. You see, and then you become much like the Pharisees of Jesus' time who hearing did not hear and seeing they did not see. They, they were listening to the Lord Jesus too, and they didn't say anything to them. It didn't affect them at all, it just made them mad. Because the Lord Jesus did not say what they wanted to hear. It's important that we give light. First of all, as a church, we need to spread the light of God's word. If a church fails to give light, if it would cover up the light of the word, with, for example, all sorts of modern interpretations of God's word, or if it would allow all sorts of social programs or religious entertainment to take the place of the gospel message, or, and that's the greater danger for us here, If a church let the light of the gospel be dimmed by its traditions and ethical customs, then there comes a time that the Lord will take it away. And you only have to have your eyes wide open to see that it's happening. It's happening. In both liberal and conservative churches. Because both liberals, and let's say call it traditionalist both are are based upon the worship and pleasing of man rather than upon the worship of God but it also counts for individual people for you and me even more it counts for us I would say it's hard to say but there are myriads of people in many churches who are called to be the light of the world who received that gift of listening and hearing the word of God, but they're actually sort of ashamed of it. They still go to church. They listen to the word of God, but they don't really hear it anymore. It doesn't affect them anymore. Hearing, they do not hear. Seeing, they do not see. And so now in the midst of the darkness of this worldly spirit, the darkness of empty religion, and that's much more. Much worse than any darkness. They spread the darkness of the belief that you can be a Christian and go to heaven, while at the same time you live exactly like the world does. It is a misleading and a deceptive darkness who dece- which deceive those who still walk, walk in darkness as they deceive themselves. And so with ever increasing speed and determination, they run the road That leads to destruction. But the Lord does not want that to happen to any one of you here this morning. And therefore, He issues that very urgent warning in verse 18. Verse 18 begins by the Lord saying, Take care then how you hear. And actually, He said, Watch out how you listen. Be careful. There is a way of listening to the word of God that prevents you from being a light to others. And no, it's not the fault of the word of God if you come totally untouched out of the church. Of course, it could be the fault of the preacher, but if he faithfully preaches the word of God, it is not. So watch out how you listen. Watch out what you do with what you hear. Don't put that light under a jar or under a bed you see we read this morning the parable of the sower and it could be that one could get the idea from this parable that there is actually very little a person can do about the hearing of the word of God about being a light you're either good soil or you are not right wrong The Lord makes it very clear in our text that the hearers of his word have a real responsibility. How is the soil of your heart prepared before you listen to the word of God? How do you hear? Do you do everything possible to be prepared to hear the word of God to you this morning? You see, if you came here this morning because that's what you do on Sunday morning, without giving it any thought, or you came here this morning because you could not really find a good enough reason not to come, you came here because you more or less had to. If you can actually not wait until the service is over, then it would be just a miracle if you would spread any, uh, spread any light at all. Because then your heart is like that hard-packed soil. Then you're so busy with other things that the light of God's Word is extinguished before it can touch you. And if you came to church this morning only with a desire, for example, to be well-fed, in the sense that you really came to hear a sermon that would satisfy your need to hear the things you love to hear. You see, there's no wonder that by bedtime that feeling of satisfaction is worn off. And that the little sprout of the seed of the word dies together in the last heat of the day. And so you will also not be a light in this world. If you came to to church this morning to really hear the word of God. But at the same time allow all the other days of the week the world to dictate how you live. If six days of the week, your first priority is to have all the pleasures and all the toys in this world, if you are for some reason or another so deep in debt to mortgage providers, car financiers, credit cards, and, and goes on, that you have to work day and night to keep yourself from getting broke, If you are so possessed by your career and your hobbies that you have become a ghost even for your families and for your loved ones, then it's no wonder that the word of God is choked. That the light that you're supposed to give is as dreary as a rainy morning in December and that is petered out on Monday morning. So it is not for nothing that the Lord in our text so urgently warns his people... You hear this morning, watch out how you listen. Are you like the hearer, the listener, who is the well-prepared soil? The Lord Jesus says that they are the ones who, hearing the word of God, hold it fast in an honest and a good heart and bear fruit with patience. See, they are the people that believe what the Bible says also about them. They believe that they still carry around that old nature that constantly pulls them into the world. And that is why on Saturday night they kind of shut the world off and go and prepare themselves to hear the word of God. They have by God's grace received a new nature. And the Holy Spirit works in their hearts the hunger for the word of God. And so they pray that the Lord will prepare their hearts. They pray. Yes, they pray. But they also do. They do leave the TV off and the radio before church time. Maybe they even listen to some hymns on a desk or on a tape. To get in the right mindset. And they do pray that the Lord will heal the shallowness of their hearing. So that the little sprout of the word of God grows up and brings forth Fruits instead of dying too soon. And they do ask the Lord to root out the thorns and the thistles from their lives and to grant them a heart that truly loves him above all things. And they do pray the Lord to give them the strength and the courage to be a light in this world. And they do strive to live in a light-giving way. Brothers and sisters, boys and girls, the Lord comes to you this morning in his word and he illuminates you, he lights you in order that you give light to those who walk in darkness. And if you do not spread that light, he will take what you have on light away from you. One of the biggest reasons that his word does not touch people who hear it is that they fail to give light that he comes so often unprepared to hear the word of God. So maybe some of you may need to stop going to, to bed past midnight on Saturday night. And in order some may need to stay out of the bar on Saturday evening. And, and again, in order some need to leave the car radio off on the way to church, all those would be good suggestions to some but none of us should come here unprepared. The priest in the Old Testament already needed to cleanse, to prepare themselves before they could come before the Lord. And we, the priest of the New Testament, need to do the same thing. Coming unprepared before the Lord is sinful and unthankful. And is also very dangerous because it's the surest way to lose even what you think you have. So. Watch out. How you listen. Says the Lord. Prepare yourselves to hear. So you're willing. And ready to receive the light. And let it shine. Then you will most certainly experience. That the Lord will come true on his promise. For whoever has to him. Will be given more. And that. We look a little bit closer at in our third point, the result of both being a light and of not being a light. Let's read the verses 19 through 21 again. That the Lord Jesus said, Then, or that we read, Then his mother and his brothers came to him, but they could not reach him because of the crowd. And he was told, your mother and your brothers are standing outside, desiring to see you. But he answered them, my mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. Now, doing the word of God is, of course, the same as being a light. And maybe you wonder why the verses 19 through 21, this passage belongs to our text this morning. Well, they really belong to it. Because they explain exactly what the Lord means when he says that from those who do not have will be taken even the things they think they have. And the Lord uses that real life situation to show how serious the result is of listening to the word of God, to the gospel, and then not being a light. And then not doing it. Let's take a closer look and see what the Lord teaches us with this. Someone gave the Lord a message. His mother and his brothers needed to see him. Now you would expect that the Lord would immediately ask the crowd to let his mother and his brothers through. Who would say no to his mother? Mama's honour? his father and mother. And we read nowhere that the Lord denied his mother access to him. The Lord never sent. But the Lord uses this occasion to drive home this so very important point. And that point is that if anyone hears the word of God and does it, if anyone is in this way a light in this world, then the Lord calls such a person his mother and his brothers, his family. He says, my mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God, and they can only hear when they're well prepared. And then do it. And so brothers and sisters, if you hear the word of God, and do it. If you let the light shine, then you are to the Lord just like a mother or a brother. Then you are the one he cares for most. Then you are the one he honors and loves. Then you become the one who always has his ear. Always he will be with you until the end of the age, especially when you need to let your light shine in the valleys of shadow of death of this world. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He knows you're sitting down and you're rising up before there has been a word on your tongue. He knows it altogether. Your angels will always see the face of my Father in heaven, he says in Matthew 18. That's the result of hearing the word of God and doing it. That's the result of being a light and letting it shine. And by letting it shine, you will be given more light, more faith, more peace, more assurance that you are mothers and brothers and sisters of the Lord. You will be given that unshakable assurance that nothing will separate you from from his love. That's the glorious result of well-prepared listening to the word of God and doing it. What a great contrast with those who do not give light. Because from them will be taken even what they think they have. You see, when Christ says, my mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it, then that means at the same time that if you give no light, If you do not do the word of God, then even if you really would be his mother or his brother, it would be taken away from you. Whatever you think you have will be taken away from you. If you fail to be a light after having listened so many Sundays to the word of God, then there certainly will come a time that even what you think you have, because you're baptized in his name, because you have the promises of the covenant, because you are a confessing member in good standing in a church, because you have gone to church all your life, and because you have heard a thousand sermons, it will be taken away from you. From the Lord's own mouth, you will hear it. I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness, you who walk, who who prefer darkness. Depart from me you who loved darkness more than light. So brothers and sisters, boys and girls, this morning the Lord let you hear his word again so that you will give light. So do not put it under a jar of false shame or under a bed of the wrong priorities. Check which of your customs and traditions are real light dimming basket, but let your light shine. And then, and the Lord knows we are not all 1000 watt bulbs. And maybe you feel that you only shine as a little candle in the night in your small corner. But let it shine for whoever has to him or her will be given more. Let it shine. For then the Lord calls you his mother or brother or sister already here and now. And later when he returns upon the clouds of heaven, You may forever bask yourselves in His glorious light and you will shine brighter than the sun and more glorious than all the stars of heaven. But remember, it is either that glory or what you think you have will be taken from you while you sink away in the darkest, deepest darkness forever. It is either the brightest glory or the darkest gloom. And it depends so much on how you listen. And therefore, the Lord said, watch out how you listen. Amen.